0: What's your earliest memory? Just take a moment, close your eyes if it helps, and think. What can you see? Are there any senses in there apart from sight? How much of it do you think is real? Can you remember where it is, or are you just guessing? Hello and welcome to Death of a Thousand Cuts Couch to 80K Bootcamp Week Five Day Five. I'm I'm really fond of these super old memories, right? The ones that are a bit fragmentary and dreamlike. They can be slightly frustrating if you're after documentary evidence of your life, but they can be fascinating if you treat them more like this strange and miraculous garden you can just step into and explore. A few years ago, I, I stood in the centre of Chester with a gazebo and several flip charts and asked passers-by to tell me their earliest memory. I wrote the memories on big sheets of paper and clipped them up all around the gazebo and people could wander in and read this sort of greenhouse of strangers' memories. It would have been really pretentious if it had any overarching theory justifying why I was doing it, but it, it didn't. I hadn't thought of that. It, I just I thought it would be interesting, and it was. Anyway, once it was all over, I, I, I chopped up all the memories and I made this uh, surreal poem out of lines from all of them, which I'm going to read you now. It's called This Is My First Memory. I like putting my head under the water. I see it in a mix of first and third person. I was dressed as a butterfly, a chain attached to the skirting board. It was for a contest. I didn't go near the sea again for years. In my memory I can see myself like an inverted thimble, sitting on an upturned flower pot in my neighbour's paddling pool. I drank it. I don't remember how I felt. I was so scared. I was jealous. I was panicked. I was jealous. I panicked. You know that thing you do as a kid when you cry so much. We all pretended to be dogs. My mum had made me out of crepe. I couldn't concentrate, I was two, two and a half, I was three, I was four, I got lost. A very old man got a bit over enthusiastic with the dandling, I hit him over the head with a Christmas tree fairy, I thought I was doing it a favour. I fell into a swollen river, I remember it being beautiful. I saw year six, there were basically hardly any people. I wish I could go back. That's it. Uh, a bit self-indulgent for me to read that, but the reason I did is, is just to sort of illustrate, memories don't always have to be presented in, in a full, richly described scene with clear characters and progression. Some of our memories are far more elusive than that, and the best we can do is cop to their dreamy vagueness and describe our feelings about them now, or just embrace that weirdness and that incompleteness. Every time we return to a memory... We subtly change it. I was going to say contaminate, but that implies the process is always negative. But perhaps there are some upsides to realise our memories aren't 100% accurate. That there might be new perspectives on old events. That by remembering we can affect a sort of time travel where our actual memories can shift, if only by a little. Perhaps the most important thing that we can shift is our interpretation, our sense of a moment's meaning. What it said about us, or someone we knew, or the world. Creative writing, at its best, offers us alternative perspectives, new ways of seeing. It makes connections where before we had none, while softening the ones we've already made, freeing all these big, heavy certainties from each other. And and the way you get to that isn't by planning it, it's just through patient observation and attention and Honestly following your stories and listening to your characters and and doing exactly what we're doing. Turning up every day and working at seeing the truth. The central struggle of all art is speaking the truth without stating the obvious. It's a noble cause. Okay, so you'll forgive me um, if I repeat the instructions from the last two days again. Look, if you'd rather not do this, as before, you can either write about an imaginary trauma or simply do a free write about powerful, positive emotions. Here goes. Write your very deepest thoughts and feelings about the most traumatic experience of your entire life or an extremely important emotional issue that has affected you and your life. In your writing, I'd like you to really let go and explore your deepest emotions and thoughts. Write about the event or events in detail, be vivid, include any strong sensory memories you have. You might tie your topic to your relationships with others, including parents, lovers, friends or relatives, to your past, your present or your future, or to who you have been, who you would like to be or who you are now. You may write about the same general issues or experiences on all days of writing or about different topics each day. Great, so that's it. So, you have 10 minutes. Ready? And that's time. Well done. We're nearly there. And just so you know, this week is going to be as intense as it gets in terms of grappling with difficult feelings and going to the tough places. You know, I I think it's important and I I wanted to do it because, like I said at the top a couple of days ago, I felt like if, if we didn't engage with this in some level, then I'd be shortchanging you. But on the other hand this isn't the only side to writing and it is by no means the most important one. It's just one aspect of it. Next week, I'm going to give you some lovely palate cleansers to do with metaphors and imagery and it'll be fun and super useful and uh, a really nice change of pace. So don't worry about that. Anyway, take care, look after yourself and I'll see you tomorrow.